This is episode nine zero ninety nine tens hundred minus ten of two minutes for chatting and well what can I say two weeks until the big game against Dundee and we have about as much news as we've had over the past few months and that is not really any news about the club but players are in and as far as we are concerned games will be happening so I would say I'm still in excitement mode. Oh for sure yeah it's been you know we kind of building up to to this for a while um, and obviously since the the team's been finalised there's not really been much else coming out in terms of communication but there's still there's still some things to talk about at least. Yeah, other other than um, what happened on this day, <laughs> the first the first thing to really talk about with the club is the lack of any other news. Um, they've they've been quite quite keen to give us uh, those sort of on this day memories and things, but there's not been anything really regarding. The arena, which is the main elephant in the room, I guess you could say, and um, you know, ticketing. There was the announcement about the new ticket partner, I think, but there's been nothing since uh, about season tickets or um, when tickets are going on sale. And I think generally, from a fan's point of view, the the uh, the silence is is a bit of a worry. Yeah, uh, you can you can understand that certainly. Um, yeah, they did announce a new ticket partner, but I think I could be wrong. But I thought I read that they're not they're not using them until next season. So I don't I don't know how they <laughs> how, how they selling tickets this year. Yeah, um, in other words, there aren't any tickets this year. Yeah. So I yeah I don't really know the deal with the season tickets as well. Are they are they on sale just now or are they just not on sale at all? Uh, I think the deadline was extended, which in itself right. is a was a bit of an alarm bell for people. But I'm not sure when that was that was extended until. Uh, there's obviously not not much news about general ticket sales. So I, as of now, it will be a a behind closed doors friendly. Uh, so, but. I mean, I, I expect obviously something will have to come out about it, uh, mm. and I don't know if it's a an internal politics type thing with the arena deal that they've they've not been able to announce it. We've said a, a number of times before that it'd be nice to get something just by way of uh, acknowledgement that people are frustrated about these things, um, but. You know they're keen to push out some bits and balls with the coach arriving and some of the players starting to arrive. So there will be players, but whether there'll be an arena and ice and tickets, we've yet to have that confirmed. But all we can do is is go on the basis that there will be, I guess. Yeah, I think like it is a positive that that players are starting to arrive. I guess. Um... And obviously the the coach as well, but 
Um, yeah, I mean, th there are obvious questions there. Um, not even just about the, the tickets and the season tickets um, and the arena, but also um, even if that is okay, then there's still there's like nothing. What jerseys are we playing in? Like um, kind of stuff like that, and yeah. But the, you know they're they're already sort of punting the the own and loan stuff, which is just <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's just it's it's kind of funny, but also like you know, where's where's the communication really for for anything? Yeah, else? I know. I know, and it does add, it adds to the frustration that where it seems like um, the communication is a sort of one way, uh, we still want you to give us money, um, who knows where that money's going, that's a sort of cynical way to look at it, but mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are taking that view, um, and, and what's happening with other sponsorship and and those kind of th the usual like clan fanfare of stuff which at times in the past we've wanted less of uh, mm. in a way you almost want some of that back uh, yeah. which I never thought I would say but you know what I mean that that kind of stuff where it was like over oversharing of of things um, but obviously this has been a different a different season and I guess with other teams starting their matches that kind of adds to the jealousy in a way. Yeah, it does. Um, I think there needs to be some communication this week uh, to fans because you know the time is getting closer to to when we should be on the ice. Um, you know, the the club are are trying to get people excited about it by counting down the number of days and um, what player wore this jersey and this many days from. When we next hit the ice and stuff like that, and more questionnaires being sent out as well to the fans, which I thought was uh, was it three? Was that the third one of of five or something like that? I think they'd said uh, the questionnaires, but yeah, if you're asking what, what fans want for this season with two with two weeks to go, then I know what I, what can we do, and you're gonna get answers that are mainly based probably on people's frustration of not having heard things uh -huh. so, so i don't think you're going to get the real the real thoughts of people that you would normally if everything was was running smoothly um but i mean the, the news that we have had out uh, just to, to go through that quickly there was a an announcement that um liam stenton Callum Boyd and Scott Henderson have all signed two-way deals with the club, which is is good. We we mentioned certainly Stenton before that we'd like to see him given another chance. Um, and based on past performances and what we've seen, uh, he, he'll be deserving of that. So when he's he's called upon, I don't know how often that will be, but look forward to seeing him again. Uh, Henderson, I don't really know much about. I think he has played for us in the past, uh, but I don't don't have enough to comment. Um, Callum Boyd, we know what he's like—a bit of a uh, local Brendan Connolly, uh, <laughs> and that he just annoys everybody and is likely to take a lot of penalties. I know he um, was a, a bit of a fan's favourite a couple of years ago. Um, 
when he was with us full time. Um, so again, I don't know how how often we're going to see him, but somebody with experience, I guess, that can that can fill a role, whether or not he's he's everyone's cup of tea, that's up for debate. But um, good to at least continue the partnership with uh, these getting these young players a chance, as well as the guys we've got um, full time signed. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we know we know what what Callum Boyd can can bring to the team, so. I think he's a good a good guy to have uh, on a deal like that. Um Liam Stenton as well. He's obviously had experience with Nottingham in the in the Elite series, um, which is obviously gonna stand him in good stead. I thought he, you know, he did all right there as well. So he can certainly hold his own. Um and yeah, uh, Henderson's a bit of a lesser known quantity, but um yeah, I think he's maybe He's maybe iced a couple of times for us, um, but you're not. I mean, you, you're seeing seconds literally of of the guy. So yeah, um, I'm sure he's you know he's obviously been he's been picked for a reason. So um, obviously impressed the last time and um, you know a, a, another couple of years of experience under his belt. Then why not? Yeah, exactly. And since when is? Um seeing seconds of a guy ever stopped fans making a full opinion of what their career is going to be like um, i remember him um, <laughs> even us basing stuff on youtube <laughs> you know, exactly. know exactly what players are going to be like <laughs> just from video clips of their highlights i remember him um, just slightly off topic a wee bit but i remember brendan rogers saying that about um Ibui Kawase when he signed them he said that he'd, he'd watched them for like eight minutes or something and decided that he wanted to sign them. <laughs> how that went, but you, like, I don't know. But yeah, just yeah. an interesting point though. And there was some, there was a video I remember when we signed Matt Cowlett a few years ago <laughs> when he was like skating around cones. That's right, yeah. And everyone was so. saying, oh, this guy is absolutely unbelievable. Look at that, that skill. Um, it's that Owen Hargreaves, like. Yeah. Yeah, training, training, training yeah. yeah. So we'll de- definitely be giving these guys a chance. I think that we'll come back to talking about the Brits in general once we look at the the uh, the roster as a whole. Because I've got a few a few thoughts on that. But um, as I said, yeah, good good to get these guys a chance, especially um, Stenton. There was uh, an article where Malcolm Cameron commented that uh, the team he'd, he'd got together wasn't a typical Malcolm Cameron team, which I thought was interesting. So he, he kind of stated that normally he would look to, to build his team on a sort of 50-50 skill slash sandpaper, is the term he used, um, basis. And he basically implied that uh, those skill guys were a bit a bit harder to find, but that we still have we still have it in our team, um, mm. and and I think when you look at it, we we probably do have them, but from the past experience of and hearing about how he speaks in uh, his teams, I wouldn't have said I expect a fifty fifty skill and work rate balance that I would have thought it would be maybe more more towards the hard working but I guess he knows 
Yeah. He knows more than us what he normally builds. Um, and yeah, how how do you think that sort of relates to what he's he's put together? It's an interesting comment. It is, yeah. Um, but I think I think he's, um, you know, he's obviously um, not shying away from speaking the truth, and um, you know, I think that's that's good to see. Um, I don't think he'll he'll take any any crap from anybody. So, um, no, I think that kind of comes across with that as well. Um, that is an interesting point. It's maybe some it's maybe something you wouldn't normally hear. Um, from a coach, unless it's directly asked about it, but um, yeah, yeah, I did. I didn't mean it like. Is it going to have an impact on players hearing that? That usually I'd have a skill, a bit more of a skillful team than I than I do. Yeah, no, no, no. Maybe um, that's sort of reading into it a bit too much. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I don't think that is the case. Um, and it's nothing on on the players that he's brought in, but he's just you know he's. He's also said that he's happy with the with the team that he's um, that he's built, and um, and indeed in, in some cases, kind of almost shocked to get some guys, which is um, yes, which is nice yep. to hear, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think you know it, it is a solid team when you look at it. Um, I do feel like I can see where he's coming from. I'm just kind of looking at um, the players again individually and. Um, kind of seeing how they can try and all fit together so um, I think we will be we will be missing that kind of that kind of Scott Pitt obviously that kind of yeah sniper but um, it, I mean it could it could still work do you know what I mean so mm-hmm. um, we'll wait and see obviously yeah in a, in a way we are we are due a team that has some kind of surprises in it yeah positive surprises I think a lot of the time we get them surprises in the other way where we're expecting a lot and it, it doesn't really deliver. So maybe it'll go the opposite way this time. Um, but, you know, obviously the players are, are starting to come in now with two weeks until the first game. It's not a lot of time, but I think that's probably not far off the normal time scales. Um if we can only assume that there is ice available for them to practice on, uh, I wouldn't expect a lot of them to be in, you know, even for the next few days. I don't know how frequently they're arriving, um, but the the club are normally quick to point out these arrivals, I would say, and I think there's only really been one that I've seen, and that's uh, Brock Bookaboom so far, and obviously the the brick guys um so i suspect in the next few days you might see that start to ramp up but realistically a a week or so's practice and then then straight into it um it's not a lot but it as people say it is what it is really yeah i, I mean we'll have a full lineup at least we'll have mclaughlin and goal you've got bookaboom and cochran at the back, and then you've got Hayward, Boessa, uh, and Harry Ferguson. Yeah. So there you go, that's your team. Well, exactly. They they just have to play 60 minutes each. But you've, you've got to assume that uh, 
we might we might be able to field a, a bit more of a lineup against Dundee, and and those are the kind of things that fans want to hear. But uh, yeah. they can, I suppose, they can only announce them when they've arrived. They're not going to make up fake <laughs> posts where guys haven't actually got here. But you never know. I saw that they they got their um, smart cars today, so at least they'll have that uh, to hold on to. But uh, loves uh, loves a pair of shorts as well. Yeah, he does. He actually looks um, he looks quite uh, uncomfortable there. I think he's probably just spent an hour in one of those smart cars, (laughs) and then got out and thought, "What have I signed up for?" Jeez. Yeah. But um, I mean, it's it's one of those things we just, as I said, got to assume that everything is in place and that we will have a team and that there will be games. So the first one of those is is against Dundee, as we've said, um, who from from what I've seen, I've I've got a an impressive team. They they usually do under Pasha. Um, they've had a, a bit of a sort of 50-50 start by way of results, but I think um, a few comments from opposition coaches and stuff, especially I think Aaron Fox at Sheffield at the weekend said he, he thought Dundee were a really good well-balanced team. Um, mm. So that is going to be a tough game to start and then just before we go into the, the Fife and Belfast games, but Nothing, nothing easy there. And Dundee recently, I think, have tended to do all right against us. So, yeah. do I have high hopes for that for our first game? Not, not really. Especially when these teams have been playing for a couple of months by that that time. Yeah, I wonder if Dundee will maybe just use it to get some of the younger guys a bit more minutes. So that could work in our favour, maybe. Um, it's also an opportunity for Pasha to try and mix the lines up a wee bit, maybe, and see what, see if he can get other guys working better or whatever. So I think it will probably work in in their advantage as well. Uh, it'll be good though. It'll be it'll be exciting. Uh, but yeah, they have had um, a bit of a a bit of a decent ish start, Dundee. I think. Um, Adam Morrison's been in particular a standout, I think, just he's um looking at the stats, his save percentages so far. Just absolutely incredible. So Yeah, he was he was a great keeper for for Fife. So we we commented when Dundee signed him that we know he's he's gonna do well and he has. Mm. Um he's the kinda he's the kind of keeper that I would like to see us do that at one point. Get a, a sort of, uh, an established goaltender from the league. That'd be quite nice, rather than having to bring in new guys all the time. But, yeah, I know, you know that's that's it. Yeah, we should that, be kind of going for guys like that. Yeah, that that's where you get success. But I I think you know you look at the guys who've played a couple of seasons in the league and done well. They tend to be pretty consistent. Yeah, throughout it, you know, you, Coventry have done it with CJ Mott, um, Shane Owen, another good example. Best Fife struggling, obviously, but uh, 
he's done well. Um, ben Bounds did it for ages, obviously. Best Grovani at, at Belfast. Um, Adam Morrison. All of these guys. Um, so it would be an avenue I would like to see us go down at one point. But, uh, you know, we'll see. And then, obviously, the first two games in competition, Fife at home on the, on the 6th, and then a trip to Belfast away on the Sunday. Uh, Fife have started really poorly, let's be honest, and it's, it's something that I guess most clan fans want to see. Now, I would be the same. Um, but kind of controversially, I don't want Fife to be an Edinburgh where they're just getting hammered every week. Um, I just, and, I, and, you know, they, they did produce that ridiculous 8-0 win. Wasn't it 8-0 against Manchester, which was a real shock, I think. Um, yeah. Given the result the night before when Manchester beat them quite heavily. So that was a real surprise. And they are getting more players in. I see they signed, uh, re-signed Chase Shaber, who was who's always been good for them, uh, for them. But you know, I, I don't want them to be uh, just a complete walkover. Uh, and in my notes here, I've written that I just I don't think it's going to be an easy game, even though they've had their struggles. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't think it will be. Um, we'll still be finding finding our feet and working in systems and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think it will be a tough game. Uh, yeah, I've had a bad start, but maybe that one against Manchester on Sunday will kickstart their season. Um, and again, obviously, Shane on we know, we know all about. Um, they've got some, you know, they have got some decent skilled players there. And like you say, if they're re-signing guys like Chase Shaver, then um, that's only going to that's only going to help them, I think. So, uh, you know, potentially maybe just a slow start, but I would agree as well. I don't want to see them being um, becoming the next the next Edinburgh sort of thing. So, we need we need healthy competition, especially amongst the the Scottish teams as well. Yeah, and it also helps it helps the league as well if you if you've got a team that um, at least can produce some some good wins and things that helps the competition between everybody else. Um, you know, I would expect Fife and Manchester probably to be just based on, on what I've seen to be the two teams sort of find out not to be uh, at the bottom um, and ourselves hopefully above that with, you've got to say the likes of uh, Dundee, Coventry um, and so on Guildford as well mm. that's that. That's what I think at the moment and we'll come to it we'll be kind of fighting for but you've always got to hope for more I suppose um, just on that Sheffield Fife go to Sheffield during the week on that Wednesday the 3rd so that could have a bit of an impact on the game you know if they're mm. They perform well there or otherwise um, and then Belfast away really tricky especially a four o'clock start in Belfast but actually 
they themselves are are down in Sheffield the night before. So I, I think there's a bit of a that's going to even itself out the travel aspect. Uh, yeah. But you know Belfast, we don't generally do that well in Belfast, and again they've got a, quite a strong team, albeit they've not had a a brilliant start, but they've they've had some good wins and they've got a lot of good talent in that that team as well. Yeah, I think that's kind of the thing, though, isn't it? That they're, you can look at it in the Challenge Cup and say that they're they're performing really well, but they they are playing Dundee and Fife. Yeah. Um, no disrespect, obviously, but just like that's if that's what you're up against, then if you've got a team like Belfast have, then you probably should be winning those games. Um, although obviously Dundee did get that four-two win over Giants, so um, there is that, and also the they've, they've played a couple of games in in the league, I believe Belfast, um, won one and lost one, so remains to be seen there. Um, and obviously, as you kind of touched on earlier, about um, Best Rowani, but his um, his save percentage in the Challenge Cup is outrageous. Yeah. As you see it, over over ninety six percent. Yeah, it's very good. Um I think over the season you know he's he's gonna be there or thereabouts at the, the top of the, the goaltending. Um obviously we've we've not actually played a game and we're still not at the bottom of the league, so we do have Dundee to thank for that. But um as I said, I, I think um between ourselves, Dundee Manchester, Fife, Guildford, Coventry, that's sort of the the area that we'll be looking to to pick up the most points against. Um briefly touching on the other teams and, and what I've seen. Sheffield looks strong. Uh I think Guildford are the only team that's managed to beat them so far. Um and that's you know, we expect Sheffield and Cardiff to be strong, but they're they're both going to be up there. Cardiff had those Champions League games, which I think definitely has an impact at the start of your season. But yeah. again, two wins, two wins out of four and a, a shootout loss, I think, or an overtime loss. So again, they've got some really, really good players. So I think realistically... um. You just want to try and pick up as many points as you can against them, but uh, I think over the course of the season we probably uh, will struggle a bit just based on on what I've seen and what I think of of our team. But the rest, yeah, let's let's hope we can compete and and try and push for a I would say a top top six top finish, top five six finish would be would be very impressive in my opinion. We'll come on to the players, but. That's why I like to think it's it's too early to to get a pattern of what everyone else is going to be like. Um, yeah, you know, because you you get the odd kind of freak result as you would call it, um, uh-huh. and then it will start to settle out. But um, everyone else has got that sort of few week jump on, as I think it will be quite significant at the start. I think that will help other teams, and I do think it will hinder us a bit. Um, mm. You know, just not having that that extra time and playing experience. 
yeah um no it's, it's a good point um we could it could balance out later on in the season um we've got a bit fresher have a fresher team maybe but um yeah it's the kind of usual suspects really sheffield um cardiff guilford are going quite well in the league um and as you say as well um the only ones to take points off sheffield so um they could be one ones to watch uh belfast we know have got a good team um and then coventry and nottingham are kind of there are thereabouts as well um the thing with Sheffield is that there's no one really sort of standing out, but everybody's chipping in with with, with goals and points. Yeah, um, and that's obviously the the key to having that that strength and depth um, across the team, uh, which is obviously really important. Um, but I guess kind of a wee bit in contrast to that, if you look at Cardiff, um, Brodie Reid. Goal machine. Yeah. Yeah, eight I did goals. see that. Eight goals in four league games. Yeah. Eight goals already, which is a unbelievable return really. Um he's yeah, he's he's gonna be one to watch. Yeah. And and yeah. I think I think guy guys like that um are the ones that really do do make a difference. That scoring depth you mentioned about Sheffield, I think, is one thing. If anything, if if I was to pick one thing that we might lack, I think that'll be it. Yeah. Um. So. That's it. Yeah. Cause you've got guys like Valorant they are like quite far down the the scoring so far, but he's he's like the fifth top Sheffield player or something like that. But he it obviously averages like at least a point a game. So that's yeah. that kind of shows you it's. Scary thought. Yep. Um, just something I've thought of before we we move on to the clan team. Um, they've been the league. I've been producing those sort of coach reaction videos, which are good. Mm. Uh, but they used to do a a goals one. I don't know if you remember it, where it was like a quick two minute or something video after every game oh, that just yeah. showed the goals clips that they're not doing anymore. Uh, which would be good if. Mm if they brought that back um gives you a bit of an idea of, of what went on but hopefully they bring that back um and yeah i think i think but they're obviously they're making a a, a decent effort of i would say with the, the league social media stuff um probably helped by the premier sports sponsorship um i've yeah. not watched any of the the games i don't have premier sports myself but I, I suspect that that, that partnership is going to work quite well and the sponsorship can only really be a good thing, as we've said. Mm-hmm. That's a point, actually, just before we move on. The, so, Clan's opening game against Fife is on Premier Sports. Is that giving, is that giving you cause for concern that tickets might not be ready in time for the Fife? Well, game? exactly. It's not. It's not been mentioned really at all it's, it's listed as one of the games but will it be one of the games <laughs> have they would it surprise you if they had a, a backup game ready to <laughs> switch in for that it wouldn't really surprise me i don't i don't know they they'll know more than we do obviously um yeah. could so it possibly be that 
that game will be broadcast, but there won't be any fans in. I can't imagine that. So hmm. I think it would have to be an all or nothing type thing. Yeah, so, so I don't, I don't really want. To, can I go back and talk about that? But it was just a, a, an interesting thought that came into my head. I thought it'd be, yeah, interesting to talk about. But we can, we can skew positive for now, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I think let's 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 just hope that there will be a game and it will be on the telly because it exists as a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, we'll have to show a previous game and try and fob it off as as live um yeah they were in the same jerseys as two years ago mm. yeah but that, that's just because we couldn't get any new ones didn't buy any new ones so we're just using the same same jerseys new players you see a, a lee baldwin jersey a jeff smith you see jeff smith yeah, skating fear. around yeah turn the telly off straight away <laughs> um so i think we we'd said we were going to go through the team um, and just give our thoughts. We we did that when when players signed, but I think now with the season as close as it is, we normally do this annual player prediction thing where we try and guess based on absolutely nothing. How good do we think the player's going to be? Um, sort of give them a a rating and uh, you know predict other things like team top scorer and penalty minutes and all that kind of stuff. So that'll be the plan for the next part of this episode, I think. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, yeah, as you say, it's something we do every season. So um, why why should this, this season be any different? Really? So. Exactly. And we start with the goaltenders. So... Um, First is Shane Starrett, and there's been a a fair bit of hype around him, I would say, from the coach anyway. Quite a lot of the, the discussion was that he was the first guy he wanted to sign, kind of number one target. Mm-hmm. And I think from that point of view, um, the coach rates him highly. Statistically, I think he looks like a, a good goalie. Um, I've got for my prediction. I've given him a a seven out of ten. <laughs> I've given him a seven out of ten. I think he's going to be a good goaltender. I don't think he's going to be an exceptional goaltender, but I think a lot of it depends on the defence in front of him, and that's a real sitting on the fence answer as I have for most of these predictions. But uh, I think he'll be good. I don't think he'll be great. What do you think about that? Um, I completely disagree. Okay. I think he's. Um, I, I've already said on this podcast that I think Shane Starrett will be our best ever netminder. Okay. So I have to back that up. So I've got. I've gone in with a strong ten here. Ten out of ten. Wow. Uh-huh. I've gone in with a strong ten. I should. I should say that my prediction is based on. Guys that I think are going to be really good just from their career stats and what's been said generally aren't. And I didn't want to mm. 
I think in the past with goaltenders, I've always thought, oh, he's going to be really good. And he's not been, and I've always thought, oh, that's that didn't really work too well. So in a way, I've thought, I think he's going to be good. And if he's if he exceeds that, then I'll be really pleased. You know, yeah, that's, I think... that's more of my, it's not a real reason, but that's that's what I've gone with. But I no, like that you've gone you've gone all in here. That's fair enough. Yeah. No, I, I um I think part of it as well is when I look at the defence overall, I see quite a strong defence there as well. And I think that's gonna that's obviously gonna help things. Um and obviously coaching is a, a fair chunk of, of that as well. And um I think I think he's maybe worked with him before. Can't remember. Could be. Could be absolutely. Yeah, but I think he he's either worked with them or played against. No, them. I, I think he has. I think he has. Is it Wichita? Possibly. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's played with them. Um and, and at the very least he's coached against them, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, there's that there's that chemistry there already. So yeah, I've just I've I've got a good feeling. A good feeling about big SS. Yeah, that is that's good because that's that's what we want. We always talk about the goaltender, and we need we need a good one. We've seen in the league there's a lot of strong goaltenders, so I hope yep. your prediction is is true. If it is, then we'll be on to success because it's the most important position in my mind. Oh, so, I completely agree. I so think, we, I genuinely we, think you will be unreal. Okay, that's good. No, I like that. I like that. Uh, Jordan McLaughlin, I've I've kind of not given him a rating because I don't know how much we're going to see him. I think we'll maybe only see him a handful of games, possibly more though. Uh, so if if I was to give a rating now, then I would I would say I would give him a seven, just based on. Um, I think we know he's pretty steady. He's not going to, with all due respect, he's probably not going to win as a game. So a lot of it, again, will depend on what's in front of him if we are playing him. So, um, but he's not going to let us down. Okay. So I, would, I would question your scoring system just purely on the basis that you've given both netminders or something. So to me, that would mean that you're suggesting that John McLaughlin will be as good as Shane Stannett. But I'm, my rating is my rating for each player is based on the potential for each player. It's not based on yeah. like a seven out of ten for a defenseman. Uh, is not the same as say a seven out of ten for a forward, or I'm yeah. not I'm not like uh, it's not a global marking system. No, I've done it based on what I think. Ten being, they will be great. They will reach their maximum potential. Honestly, Shane Star is going to be up on that wall of fame. Okay, no, that's good. I just at six and seven is my sort of they'll be fine rating. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. so maybe maybe from that point of view, McLaughlin will be a six because mm. he won't be as good as. Shane Starrett but I think he'll just be fine 
No, I, I don't think uh, I don't think you should change your, your system. I'm just yeah. looking at it purely from a, a numbers my God perspective. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but no. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah, yeah that's, I, that's sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that is why that is why I've I've gone for seven seven and six point five then for, for them because I think they'll be they'll be good. They'll be as good as as good as I want them to be based on nah that's total nonsense. How my, how am I want to say this? I think a seven out of ten is they meet expectations. And for me, Starrett's expectations is he'll be a good goaltender, but he won't be great. Okay. Um, so, I've given John McLaughlin a six just because I think he is fine. But I don't see him getting a lot of a lot of minutes, a lot of match, a lot of match time. Mm. Um, and based purely on that, um, I'll have to give him a six. And I think kind of what you said as well. With all due respect, he will not win as a game. Um. But I think, as I've said, Starrett will be incredible. So I don't, I don't see McLaughlin <laughs> get too much ice time. Yeah, I mean, knowing as he will be unbelievable, Starrett, and then he'll pick up an injury. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, that's. I, I hope that is the case. Um, with the defence, what I'll do is I'll read out my scores for defence. And then we can, you can do the same, and then we'll talk about any sort of differences or, or highlights from that. Okay. Because um, we could probably be here till Christmas talking about each individual one at a time. Um, so for the defence, I've got two, I've got two eight out of tens, and also, so my scoring system here was also based on how I think the team will do. So I don't think that we'll have a really, really good season. So I've also, I think we'll have a, an average season, just mm-hmm. in league terms, you know, a fifth or sixth place finish maybe. So I've kind of based things on that, that I think if, if we've got loads of players in my mind that are at tens, then that means we're going to have to be finishing like right near the top of the league and I just don't think that so I've I've been the sort of negative marking here thankfully you've been no not like not at all I should also point out that Shane Starrett was the only 10 that game okay um well just just to settle that okay tone down my expectations here but I've got two eights and they are uh, Miko Vinen. I've given an eight mm. and I've also given Medrick Mercy an eight Interesting. Uh, I think they'll both be our standout defensemen. I think Vinan will be the standout just based on his experience and the level he's played at and still quite young. And Mercier, I think we're just we don't normally sign like first year pro guys. Mm. And a lot of the stuff I've seen from other teams with the likes of Dundee, um, and so on, he is the kind of guy that I think they would sign, and they always seem to do quite well. 
from having a yeah. decent uni background. So I don't, I don't know. I just think this guy, maybe there's not that much expectation around him and he's going to come in and, and do do really well. So from that point of view, I've said he'll exceed expectations. So I'll give him, I'll give him an eight. Um, then I've got uh, Liam Stenton and Tim Shoup are both sevens. Um, hmm. Stenton, I just think, is always quite impressive. Tim Shoup, very steady. Will play a lot of minutes. Minute muncher. But I don't expect to be overly impressed, but maybe just impressed from the point of view that he's he's really consistent. Um, so I thought seven was fair. Um, and then sixes I've given to Cody Saul just because... I think he's going to be a bit annoying. <laughs> Reese Cochran, because I think we won't see that much of him. And Brock Bukaboom, there's been all this hype, and I think he'll just be okay. I think he'll be okay. Maybe mm. the biggest one people might disagree with would be Cody Soul, because I know he's going to be a fan's favourite. I don't think he's going to quite, he's not going to fight as much as maybe people would think. Uh, but that rating maybe will be bumped up once I see him skate and play. But I just think he'll be um, okay, but maybe not quite suited to the pace of this league now. Again, just totally mm. made up. But that's, um, that's interesting. That's, that's, just, that's just how I'm thinking. You know, there's guy. He's probably your your main stay-at-home guy. Uh, and you're always going to compare them to, like, the McKeever, who was probably the the pinnacle of, of players of that ilk that we've had. And yeah. I just don't see him, him reaching that level. If he gets involved in a lot of, like, um, sort of discipline stuff, then that's just going to... Um, you know, he's going to struggle. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, though, if he doesn't, then I'll happily concede that he could do, he could do fine. But that's my, that's my D roundup. That's interesting. It's interesting. I've, um, I should say that I've not given a mark to like, the likes of William Stinton and uh, Callum Boyd and because yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know that we'll see a lot of them. Yeah. Um. Right. I'll 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 run through I'll run through my markings for. Um, for the D. Um, Miko Vinen and I've given a nine. It's like any kind of high scoring, but I I do think I we did speak about it before about some similarities possibly between him and Nathan McKeever. So. If he is anything like Nathan Kiever, then I'll absolutely take it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think a couple of seasons ago as well, um, was playing top top flight German uh, hockey. So, you know, he's he's obviously a he's obviously a cracking player and kind of in the prime of his career. So I think he's, uh, I think he's just yeah he's going to be excellent. Um, Reese Cochran, I've 
you know, perhaps, perhaps unfairly, but I've maybe I've given him a five. Um, purely because of like what I've seen of him, which is very limited again, but not obviously not overly impressed. But I don't. I'm also kind of in the same boat where I don't think you'll see a lot of minutes. Um, so it's perhaps a bit unfair on him, but. I just don't know where he fits in with this with this D, to be honest. Um, so for that reason, I've given him a five, but also, but obviously, could be could be bumped up um, if he does start to see a bit more ice time. Um, Brock Bookaboom, I've given an eight to. Um, so yeah, a bit of a disagreement there. Yep. Um, but it's good because I feel like normally we're quite in step with these things, so. Uh, so yeah, this is a bit a bit more interesting. Um, again, just kind of looking at yeah, okay, he's you know he's come from a uh, you know a, a a family of uh, Stanley Cup winners, but um, he's also made you know a, a good career for himself. Um, and again, played has played in Europe for a, a number of seasons now, so knows. The kind of European style of hockey and um, the kind of mix of both that and the kind of more North American style. Uh, so, yeah, I, don't, I, I just think he'll be he'll be really solid for us. Um, Medric Mercier, I've given a seven to, and I know like I know I, I take your point about Dundee going for this type of player. Um, my Slight concern is that I feel like maybe we have done this before and it's not worked out. Um, and you know that could happen for various reasons, but um, I just think he will be fine. Um, nothing to nothing to flashy, um, but might make the odd sort of mistake here and there. Um, Cody Soul. Again, I've actually given Cody Soul an eight. Okay. And I'll tell you for why. Okay. I believe that. Yeah, right. I, I will caveat this by saying that I think he will be taking a fair chunk of penalty minutes. Um. But that aside, um, he's got a, a proven track record. Um, in the East Coast League. Um. You know, he's, he's played there for, what, the best part of a decade. Um, and again, he's kind of coming here in the prime of his career. So um, I think there's a lot to, to like about him. Um, I think he will be a fan's favourite. Um, but I think he will also be solid. And I don't think you'll see the same kind of mistakes that you would maybe see from the likes of Fitzy on the ice. Um Bigly Baldwin mistakes. <laughs> Let's hope not. And yeah, I mean, he is he is a big guy, but um, from the highlights I've seen, he's he's quite quick and he's quite mobile. So um, yeah, I'm hoping all of that will will stand him in good stead. Uh, I think he will do well for us. Uh, and Tim Shoup as well. I've given an eight to. Um, so I do think kind of overall. Um, I do think it will be a really strong. 
uh, a strong D for us. Um, again, we kind of talked about the, maybe the the slight lack of um, secondary scoring coming from from the D, um, which is a maybe a bit of a concern. But I do think you'll see guys like Tim Shoup, um, you know, pitching in every so often. Um, with a few assists, and we've got like a couple of guys there who apparently have laser NHL shots. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm hoping that will all stand us in good stead, but I think overall it is a pretty solid D. It is. It definitely is. Um, I expect I think, good things. Yeah, which is always not a good thing. You're expecting good things. <laughs> um, but no, a, a couple of agreements. I think basically we, we both expect that Vinan will be our top defenseman. Um, and we've kind of got uh, Mercier sw- swapped round with Bukaboom and Shoup and Sol, really. Uh, yeah. To be f- as you said, like Cody Sol is also going to give you that presence thing, and you can't really underestimate that. Mm-hmm. I think when he's on the ice, or where guys know he's in the team, then I don't think, and with the other guys, we're quite a big defence, but I don't think we're going to be taken lightly, you know, especially not at home and with the playing style, I expect. So he will give us that. Um, And yeah, they they will be steady. They will be. I'm just looking for for what I think will be that that surprise package, and that's why I've I've rated Mercy higher. But generally, I I think I'm more... The D as a whole does look as strong as it has been in any team, really, on paper. Defensively, certainly. (laughs) As you mm-hmm. say, possibly we're missing that offensive side. Um but you you really need to wait and, and see what what happens when they actually get on the ice. Because some of those guys will maybe be asked to play more of an offensive game than they have been in the past. And that often, you know, helps sometimes and maybe hinders other times. But as you say, I, I do like the look of the D. I'm just expecting um, a couple of differences than you, but that's good because we like that. Yeah. Um, I've just seen that uh, Vinan and Matuwa, uh, Cody Sol and Dyson Stevenson have all arrived. So we are actually starting to get well, that's good. real life players in. Uh, the forwards then maybe we group this into um batches of three and yeah. i've just kind of done it in elite prospects order for the imports and then we'll do the brits at the end possibly uh, sure. so first up we've got colin campbell jamie crooks and guillaume gautier uh, I've been really adventurous here and I've given all of them a seven 
but I've got a, a question mark eight over Guillaume Gauthier. Uh, so again, se seven for me is they'll be good, but they won't be our absolute standouts. I think Colin Campbell could be one of those guys that does really well in this league. And I've, I've kind of got a wee bit of a feeling about him, but I didn't want to get too excited. That's why I, I went for, for a seven. I think he's previously got just about a point a game in his two pro seasons. So if he gets that for us, I think I'll be I'll be more than happy. Uh, Jamie Crooks has done well for Guildford and I think he'll do well for us. Um, he's not not really been a, a point a game guy, but I think like we kind of said with the, the goaltenders, um, having somebody with that experience of the league is good. And yeah. I, I just expect that he'll he'll be just as impressive as he as he was for Guildford for us. So for that a good seven. Eight. And Gautier is that one that might be the sort of possible X Factor player. We've seen some clips of uh, a good bit of skill and things like that that he's produced. Um and if he is that player that sort of is able to do the unexpected a bit and unlock defences and things, then he could be a real could be a real standout. Uh, although he did confess himself. I think it was him that said something like I'm not very fast or strong, whatever it was. Um which is fine, you know, not all small guys are fast, but if you're gonna be small you need to you need to be able to be skillful or escape escape in some other way. So yeah, again a, a bit of a positive feeling about him. Done well at junior level for sure, put up a lot of points, certainly a few years ago. Um so he could be one of those one of those um basically first year pro signings that does really well in the league. So I'm quite excited about him. Yeah. Um I would I would agree with your um game go to summary. Uh I've given him an eight as well. I think he could potentially be um that kind of player that we are kind of drawn to, I guess. Um perhaps in, in the mould of a Rasmus Bierum, but um remains to be seen, obviously. We'll, we'll kind of see that, but I do have a good feeling about him, so I've given him an eight. Uh Jamie Crooks I've also given an eight to. Um and that's based on uh what what I've seen of him, but also he scored five goals against uh, Cardiff <laughs> in one game. Yep. Um, Actually, somebody should ask him about that. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I want to know. Why well, not everything there is to know about that? Um, no, but it, yeah, as, as you kind of touched on as well, he has experience in the league and that's, that's going to stand in good stead. He'll know, he'll know certain teams and how to play against um, guys that he's played against before, so um, I'm hoping he'll be firing them in for us. Um, Colin Campbell, I've given a seven to, um, 
I think my scoring system is slightly different to yours. So I, I feel like, <laughs> whereas you've got a seven is good, I've got a seven as a kind of average. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, it's probably unjustified, but from basically not having seen him, um, I just, you know, I was trying not to get carried away, I think, uh, when I was doing this, but after running through the D, and uh, perhaps I have, but I've tried to kind of curtail it slightly because um, how many forwards have we had as well recently that have um, not really done it or come in and hit the ground running? And I, I kind of take your point that he has um, averaged roughly a point a point a game when he's two two years as a pro. Um, but if you, you know, kind of looking at his stats from from last year, um, I don't think there was that many games. Maybe some mid twenties or so, um, and maybe got like sixteen of those points were assists. So I'm kind of worried about the the goal scoring aspect. And obviously, these guys play in different positions. And the season previous to that, he did score a lot more, but. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a slight concern um, there, but I think he will be okay. I don't think he'll be great. I don't think he'll be terrible. Yeah, it, it would be really interesting to see how these these predictions actually turn out because they are different. So it's going to go one way or the other, really. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I just think um, I think he could be, he could be good. I, I mean, I think they'll all be. At a decent level, it's just um, how how much better than average do we think? So uh, yeah. the next three: Nolan Laporte, uh, Quinn O'Brien, and uh, Matthew Waz. The next, the last of those, that trio. Um, Quinn O'Brien, I've given a six. Nolan Laporte and Matthew Waz given sevens to. Uh, now, I can um, I can now expand on that. Quinn O'Brien, kind of in contrast to what I said about Mercy, uh, another another first year pro, but I just think the, the kind of player he is, I think will will just produce more of a sort of physical. Um, penalty kill do a decent job but nothing nothing really too spectacular he's not got a record of of scoring or a lot of penalty minutes or anything like that a mm. good a good leadership guy um, and I, I expect he'll do a good job but I think he'll be further down the lineup, and I, I couldn't say that he's going to be a top point scorer because I just don't think he's going to be that guy um, so for me, just a, a a six, a steady six. As you said, the scoring is slightly different. For me, yeah. six and seven is is good or is lives up to expectations. Um, same for Laporte. I do think Laporte though has a chance again of being our top point scorer, and I say that because uh, it will be. Between him and another guy, I think that will come on to, but 
I say that just because he was last year and the experience of the league generally tends to mean that guys adapt quicker and uh, you you kind of know what you're going to get with him. He, he was a bit of a fan's favourite as well. I quite liked him last year in a fairly poor team. Um, and I just think with that extra year of experience um, and we know he, he can get points, I think he'll be up there close to our top point scorer. Um, and he's a, a pretty physical player. So I expect kind of more of the same-ish given I liked him a bit more than you did last year. Uh, and finally, Matthew Watt. Obviously, I really like him as a player. Uh, my concerns are his injury record and we'll really be relying on him for for getting the points. How will he perform in the Malcolm Cameron kind of style of team? I don't see him as a as a really like high energy um, type player, but he has excelled in like penalty kill roles and stuff before. So maybe you will see him do well. Uh, I just slightly worry that um, we'll be expecting a lot of points from him and he might struggle to produce that, albeit give him chances and we know he can, he can get those goals. Uh, but I don't, I don't think he'll be better than expectations. And again, that's why I've gone for a seven. That's fair enough. Um, I'll go back. I'll start with Quinn O'Brien. I've given Quinn O'Brien an eight. So again, way yep. off from what you've said. Big difference, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I quite like the idea of having. Um. That's a physical, um, tall, puts himself about type forward that we've maybe not had. Um, you know, you could you could argue Tansky, but obviously Tansky wasn't um, the same height, and I don't think you'll get the same sort of pace almost from from Quinn O'Brien. But I do think you'll bring something else, um, and. Yeah, again, the kind of the scoring thing, it's not really an issue for me because I do think you need um, guys like that. But I do think he will, um, he will excel. I think um, in the forwards seems to be a a good two-way player as well. So um, you know, can perhaps can bridge that gap from from the D to um, to the forward lines. Um, so maybe. maybe looking for him in that kind of role in centre ice to um, kind of steady things there. Um, you know, I think there is a, there's going to be a role for him, obviously, but, you know, maybe, um, you know, first year pro as well, um, a bit like Mercier, where um, if you've got a coach like Malcolm Cameron, then I think guys like that will, will learn a lot from him. Um and you know he obviously want to want to prove himself as well. So, um, yeah, I've just uh, I've got a good feeling about Conor Bryan. Um, hence the eight. Uh, Nolan Laporte, I've I've given a seven two also. Um, 
which I think is a possibly a six in your scoring charts, but <laughs> um, not like for no other reason other than it just didn't really do it for me last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't like. To be fair, like the the start the start of Fitzy's season, um, we obviously got off to a flyer, and um, I guess you could say he was he was one of the players um, when we started not performing well that still kind of maintained um, that kind of level um, that we had at the start of the season. So um, you know, I don't think he'll be I don't think he'll be a slacker. Obviously, we know. Um, what kind of player Nolan Laporte is? I think he'll just bring more of the same. Um, but I don't, I can't see him. Uh, what you were kind of saying about him being like maybe one of the top scorers, I can't really see that. Um, this season, um, from my point of view, but um, we'll wait and see with that. And Matthew Roy, yeah, I've given a, a seven to Matthew Roy as well. Uh, again, just kind of. The main points that you'd noted there um, as well, injury concerns, um, given the way that he plays the game, um, looks to be taking like a, a tax and effect on, on his body. And, um, you know, he, obviously he can, he's not going to change the way he plays, but well, he might, but I, I can't see him changing the, the way that he plays. Um, and no. obviously with it, with a kind of assistant role as well, uh, you wonder, you know, are we going to see like another another guy that's going to be perhaps a bit more injured and spend a bit more time on the bench as the season goes on? Um, kind of remains to be seen, but we, we know the the qualities that he's got, and if he does stay healthy, then I think that could that could also go up. Um, and you know, if he if he does kind of find find that form from from Sheffield then we could you know we could be tapping into a guy that's um gonna provide gonna provide those goals and you know get into this kind of scrappy areas and poke ones in from a few yards out type of thing. But um yeah it does kinda of remain to be seen we can only really judge him on um how he was uh, last season. But if he stays injury free that, that could change. Yeah, and actually, just the style of play that I think the kind of goals that we might be scoring more than we did in the past, mm. maybe that's more his style. So, yeah. you know, that could easily suit him more. Uh, a lot of goals scored around the net. Um, whereas before, I would say we were a bit more skilled based, uh, some players. Yeah. So, you know, that could that could easily. He could have a great season. But yeah, it's the the injury stuff. It's not. It isn't really the age for me. I, I don't really think age is a is a concern. It's it is more the injury mm-hmm. uh, situation and how he plays. Um, you make sure the goaling technology is working this year for all the yeah, all the slightly over the line goals. Yeah, we are going to score a lot of those goals. I think. Yeah. Um. So the the last three imports. Um, we've got Rodney Southam or Southam, Dyson Stevenson and Colton Yellowhorn. Um, 
So for Rodney Southam, I've given a six out of ten. Um, I think he's going to be a fan's favourite, just because I know what the fans are like. But I, I just don't see much that really excites me about him. So again, I think he'll be, I think he'll be a not as good a six as Quinn O'Brien. But I'm still giving him a, a steady six that he'll be there and he'll play games. He'll maybe get into a few fights. Um, but I don't. I, I'm not seeing much to excite me, to be honest, or mm. make or or make me give him more than that for a mark. Yeah. But I think he's possibly one of those guys that you need to see play yeah. before you can comment, because like we said before. Certain players maybe play a specific role in another team and they might be asked to sort of do something different or be more more of a free role in this team. I don't know. Mm. But I, I've not I've not given him any more than a than a six. I think he'll be okay. Uh, Dyson Stevenson I've given a seven point five. Rising turn eight. Uh, I think he'll be our captain. Unless unless he sticks with Haywood, I think it'll be Dyson Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Uh, just based on Malcolm Cameron saying he expected them to have an AHL contract, I think from an experienced coach, that means that he must be a good player. It, was he going to get an AHL contract because he's one of those kind of uh, role players? Very possibly. Uh, but I just think he's played at a high level and has scored scored a few points in the past. Will probably do quite well in this league with the style of play. And just generally have a feeling that he'll be a, a fan favourite and will do quite well. Kind of like a possibly a Nolan Laporte, but maybe a bit better than Nolan Laporte. And however, maybe also our top penalty minute and fight involvement guy. <laughs> <laughs> Colton Yellowhorn, I have given an 8.5 just because I think he will probably be our top point scorer, probably be the most exciting player from the point of view of goal scoring and assist. I just think the top point scorer will be, if he is the top point scorer, he'll be an entertaining top point scorer. I think he'll be skilled, put himself about, has played at really high levels and will be expected to be our top guy. Yeah. That might go against him a wee bit and that other teams will kind of target him. But I think he's, if we've got a marquee signing, Maybe not as marquee as we have in the past, but I think it's probably him. And I'm really excited to see him play. So, 
for me, I think he's going to be our best forward and top point scorer. So that's why I've given him a an 8.5. Nice. Um, Rodney Southern, uh, I've given a 7 to... Um, yeah, and I, I don't know. Again, it's kind of similar, similar to the points that you gave. Um, I think fans will like him. Um, I think fans will maybe see him as a Scott Tansky replacement. Um, but I don't think he'll offer you this, what Tansky offered you. Um, and I do think there's, you know, maybe more of a more of a physical approach um, from from Rodney Sutherland, you know, remains to be seen whether he, he's one of these guys that's just going to sort of lose the head a bit. But mm. um, so that could also not work in his favour. But um, you know, on on the other hand, he might feel like he's got a point to prove, um, which which could obviously help us and, and help the team out. So I think you know if he's under the right the right management to kind of help steer him in the in the right direction then he could be a useful asset to us um so i think based on that it's maybe a bit of a cop out but i've given him a seven because uh yeah i don't know i'm kind of sitting on the fence with my wee bit um dyson stevenson i've given a nine to um yeah maybe a bit (laughs) maybe a bit too much um but I like what I see. I like what I've heard about him. Um, the penalty issue, penalty minutes may be an issue, but um, I think if he's going to be the captain as we kind of think that he might be, I think you maybe won't see that as much. Um, you know, he's obviously a, an intelligent hockey player. He's um, you know played played in the AHL uh, and was. You know, maybe going to be there again this season. So, um, I can only assume that that Malcolm Cameron's managed to get him uh, on the basis that he will be the captain. So, I think kind of based on that as well, and um, you know, the kind of stature of the type of player he is, I think he'll get buy-in from from the team. Um, I think he'll be a, a really good team player for us, and obviously is. Um, have a, a good hockey IQ and I think you know that's gonna um something that something that I like as well uh in a hockey player and um yeah I, I do I think he'll be I think he'll be really strong for us. Um similarly Colton Yellowhorn I've also given a nine to and again just the the points that you've that you've said as well I do think he will be our top point scorer. Um, I think he will be that kind of Brendan Conley type of player. Um, yeah, good comparison. That. Maybe like not as <clears throat> not as keen on taking penalty minutes, but maybe a bit smarter about it. And um, yeah, just just seems like a really exciting player. Um, so yeah, for that reason, I've given him a nine. I think I'm just he is probably the one that I'm, that I'm most excited about. Um, in the team, uh, with the exception of Shane Starr, obviously, but um, <laughs> <laughs> big Shane. 
no, but I, I, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing him play. I think he will, um, he will do do well for us. Um, I suspect. Yeah, I think when you, the scoring systems are evened out, we were quite similar on on more of the forwards. Yeah, we're more similar in the forwards than we were goaltending and defence. Um, yeah, Yellowhorn and Stevenson, I think. Uh, as well as Gautier, sort of that excitement, I think they're they're likely to bring the X factor in different ways. Um, Metaphorical bums on seats because exa- yeah. there won't be any. Exactly, yeah. The webcast bums on seats. <laughs> um, but I think I think those will be the guys that will be relied upon in the different ways. And Certainly, Stevenson and Yellowhorn, I think, will definitely be up to it. Uh, you mentioned the captain there. Kind of leads us on to the Brits a wee bit uh, with yep. Haywood. So I think we, Malcolm Cameron's almost said as much as Dyson Stevenson's the captain. Uh, Haywood had that role last year. I'd noted down, I wonder if it sort of impacted Haywood a wee bit. I mean, I think from a as a captain, he was fine. I don't know if it mm-hmm. if it uh, sort of played in his mind a wee bit. He's not somebody that would strike me as a kind of obvious captain, Haywood. But I think he definitely was uh, sort of respected in the dressing room. Didn't was more of a lead by example type and I think Stevenson will be the same but I just see him uh, being happy to to give that captaincy to Stevenson. I don't know if the uh, testimonial year had anything to do with him being awarded the captaincy um, and I'd have no problem with Haywood being the captain um, but I suspect it'll go to Stevenson and it might mean that Haywood's uh, Sort of the relief of that, if it was in any way pressure on him, um, might might produce an improvement. I've given Haywood a seven, uh, just because I think he, he's always, you know, what you're going to get with him, and he's kind of like that phrase, like he's always a seven out of ten every week. I think he is <laughs> really yeah. that guy. Yeah. Um, so I expect more of the same from him. Uh, Finally, with Harry Ferguson and Jordan Buesa, who are the, the final two that I've given ratings to, I've given both of them a six. I think Ferguson will get limited ice time, but might be fairly impressive when we do see him. Uh, but given it, he won't get that much of a chance, I don't think. Uh, I'll give him a steady six. Buesa the same. I think he he could potentially use this as a bit of a a chance to really prove himself. But I feel like there are better Brit players out there. Um, I I even think, for example, the likes of Jordan Cowney has has made more of an impact in his late league career. And I don't know if if Buesa, there's a bit of 
not jealousy, that's not the right thing, but uh, you know, I think he needs to look at these guys and, and really try and kick on. Whether he'll do it or not, I'm not sure. Uh, but if he's given a, a decent amount of ice time, then he then he really could he could take that chance. But for me, I'm not expecting too much and I'd rather be pleasantly surprised. So that's why I've, I've just given, a, again, my steady six to him. Uh, I would say, though, generally with the Brits, that is, as well as the scoring, as we've mentioned from the team generally, the, the Brits do worry me a bit and mm. that we really don't have... And all due respect to Haywood, because he's obviously experienced and he's been about, we really don't have Brits that I think are going to realistically benefit the team. And to me, they, that's yeah. a bit of a worry. They need to kind of do something. In a way, there's not really another way to put it, but even you look at the guys and some of the other teams, uh, that do well, and I know we can't, we're not going to get to that level of like the Robert Dowd sort of elite Brit players. But in the past, you look at when we've had like Ben Davis, or uh, I don't want to say him, but Peacock, who didn't really do that well for us, but I would class him as a kind of slightly higher level Brit player. Mm. Uh, even like Barry McKenzie at five, that kind of guy, I think we're lacking that. And I think these guys might find out that uh, they'll struggle to get a lot of ice and make an impact, which generally I think might put us in trouble depth-wise throughout the season. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's a good point. Um... I'll kind of I'll go through my scores and then I'll kind of touch on that. But um, yeah. so I've given Hayward a seven um, as well. I think similar points again um, to what to what you'd kind of said about them. Uh, I think I don't know if the if the captaincy was necessarily a a, a bit of a burden on him, but because um, I I do think like we did start the season well and. Um, injuries kind of derailed, kind of derailed that. Um, and I think you know, I think he um, probably was a good captain. You know, he was respected by by everybody as well. Like kind of like you'd said. Um, I just think for me, Dyson Stevenson's got more of that so the kind of grit to um, maybe get a, that we set extra ten percent out of players. Um, on it on every on every night, so that could obviously work in our favour. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I've got no, I've got no doubts that we both know the kind of player that my Harry does, and he, you know, he will give his all um, for the team. So, um, so yeah, that's that's why I've given him a seven. Um, Harry Ferguson, yeah, I've, I've given a six two as well. I do. Think that we won't really see too much. I'm a bit like Reese Cochran, but um, if called upon, I think it'll be steady enough. Um, and Jordan Boesa, I've given a seven to because I think this could potentially be his uh, breakout year. 
in the same way that we've seen from likes of Jordan County. Um, we know that Malcolm Cameron likes to work with younger players. Um, and I think, you know, this is this is his time now. Um, and, you know, m- maybe the pressure is on him a wee bit um, with that. And, um, you know, given that he played... He played all of the, all of the last season for um, for five. So yeah, I think that you know potentially there's a wee bit of pressure on him. But um, you know if he's got what we kind of thought that he had, um, then I think he could be the next um, so sort of good promising talent um, coming through. And you know if Malcolm Cameron can unlock that in him, then. Um, that's obviously going to help us, and you know he could quickly step into that um, that role that was that's left by um, the kind of more experienced Brits. Um, so I'm kind of I'm kind of excited by it, but also I do take your point that um, we we do kind of need um, these Brit players to to put in some kind of performance. Um, if you know for nothing else than to give the rest of the team a bit of a break. But I'm excited. Yeah, it's obviously reduced uh, roster size this year. Uh, So every team's kind of in the same boat. But uh, again, I just, uh, I really do hope, like you say, Jordan Buesa, it might be his his chance to step up and he really does have that impact and get a, a regular shift and contributes and he's he's got the potential to do that um it's just my worry that we're we're a bit late in that department uh, and that we are really carried by the imports but let's you know yeah. let's let's hope not and with the game in in only a couple of weeks we'll, we'll really find out if these these are going to come true or not I think I think that that's one of the funny bits. We've got guys marked as six and seven and tens, whatever, and they'll just be the complete opposite. But I guess that's the fun <laughs> of trying to do it, isn't it? Uh, no, exactly. It's all good. So I, I think um, we we had asked uh, if anybody had any thoughts, and Neil Douglas, a bit like us, had said. He looked forward to smashing Fife as they looked utterly woeful, and then they won eight <laughs> nil. Um, yeah, we've 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 mentioned Fife. Obviously, don't want them to to be another Edinburgh, but it's always always good to beat them. Hopefully, we we can do that. Uh, and like we said again, Colton Yellowhorn looks exciting point producer. He definitely does, and we both both agree with that. Look forward to seeing him. Yeah, um, and even just looks like a, a funny guy. So I think he'll be a good laugh on and off the ice. Is my impression of him. Uh, I think what we should probably do is um, once we get more news about everything's going ahead, we'll be do a sort of proper preview of of the match, if not a a post match coverage yep. of the of the Dundee game and then something ahead of the, the first real games uh, and then we can really see based on one pre-season game how bad our predictions are Predictions instantly change after that game And more than likely they will but also 
like always t- tends to happen with these things, we won't have all our players in for that. Uh, and you know, that might have an impact because you'll have guys playing in different positions and whatever else. Yeah. But I think we, yeah, we'll definitely, definitely get some more content done before that um, and see how our, everything shapes up. Definitely. Um, I'm going to finish off by a quick fire. Mm-hmm. Quick fire round. Okay, I like that. Um, who who do you think a top scorer will be in the team? I know we can already kind of maybe touched uh, on that. But. Okay, I'll go for Yellowhorn. Okay, I've gone, I've gone goals wise. I've gone Jamie Crooks, but I think overall points I've gone Yellowhorn. Okay. Um, yeah. Most penalty minutes. Uh, I'll go for. Mm, either Rodney Southern or Cody Saul. I'll go for Rodney. I'll go Dale Boys, pal. Right. <laughs> I went Cody Saul. Okay. Um, I mean, the stats would all point to that. Yeah. It probably yeah. will be. But. Um, favourite D-man? My favourite? Yes. Mercy or Vinanen, but just because I think it's almost too obvious that Vinanen's going to be good. Right. I'll pick Mercy. Like, I think we both agreed he's going to be good. Yeah. So I'm going to go Mercy. Yeah, that's fair. I, I did go with Vinanen, but um, I, I just I think he will walk. I think he'll walk it in this league. Um, Favourite forward? Favourite forward? Uh, Scott Pitt. <laughs> I wish uh, I'm going to go for I think as we've said I like what Stevenson is going to bring but I'll go Yellowhorn again <laughs> for the just yeah. either him or Goatee because uh, I like a skilled player I'll go Yellowhorn okay um, yeah I've also I've gone Yellowhorn slash slash Stevenson as well Um we're both in agreement there. Um, perhaps a bit unfairly, least favourite. Least favourite D-man? Just player in general. Uh, okay, my least favourite player is going to be Rodney Southern. Okay. I would potentially agree, but I've gone McCollin Campbell. <laughs> McCollin. <laughs> McCollin's at a shocking time. <laughs> oh dear. Sorry, Colin. Yeah, um, if you are listening, sorry about that. Yeah, I mean, by all means, prove me wrong. Yeah. Um, one to watch. One to watch. This is the last one. One to watch. A Gautier slash Vinanen slash Mercy. I'll go Gautier then, because I've not said him. Yeah, yeah I also went with Gautier. So, can I... Kinda in agreement, I guess. Kind there. of. But um What about um what about fans' favourite? So two ooh. so two questions there. Overall clan fans favourite and overall clan fans least favourite. Because there's always generally somebody who will get a bit of a, a hounding when we don't yeah. do well. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think for both of those? Fans favourite, I'm going uh Cody Soul. Um, 
fans love love that so stay at home guy and he's yeah, yeah. got that presence and whatnot. So yeah, I think you'll be fans' favourite. Least favourite, I think it's got to be a forward. Mm. Um, it's got to be a forward for me. It's to, I'm sorry, Colin. <laughs> yeah, Colin, me. But I think yeah, yeah, it kind of fits the mold. No, I, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, unfair, but I, I'd agree with Cody Saul or Dyson Stevenson for fans' favourite. Yeah. For least for fans' least favourite. Mm. I've I'm avoided gonna... Brits for this as well. Yeah, yeah, same. In a completely controversial, contradictory answer. If he doesn't do well, it could be Yellowhorn, just because of the sort of hype. Mm. In, in a way that, like, I know he's not at this guy's level, but, like, the Jeff Ulmer signing where the expectation yeah. was through the roof, he's not, I wouldn't say his expectation's that high. But if he doesn't no. do well, he might get kind of picked on. Um, but, yeah, sort of in between guys like Colin Campbell uh, <laughs> or even, even Quinn O'Brien in a... And sorry to Quinn O'Brien, but if guys that don't really produce much are often not liked as much, even though it's not fair. Yeah, you know, I, I think he, I think he'll be absolutely fine, Quinn O'Brien, and he'll definitely have a role. Sometimes, from a fan point of view, uh, if you're not seen to be doing things in one way or another, yeah, then I kind of get that. But I'm also of the view that if you're brought in to be a guy that's going to score goals and you don't score goals, I think the fans are more likely to be on your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably why yeah. I, it will be a goal scorer who doesn't score. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Colin. Just battle him, any. Yeah, you've been... Yeah, he's about... If been he was wind. small to start with, he's even smaller now. He's feeling terrible. He's cancelled his flight. I feel terrible. I know. Um, His plane's turned round in there. <laughs> have you got a have you got a bold general season prediction? A, I I wouldn't say it's bold, right. but I would say we'll finish in sixth position. <sighs> uh, I think we'll finish above Manchester Fife. Dundee and actually now I say that now I say that I'm struggling to say the other team that will definitely finish ahead of just because I know Guildford and Coventry look strong. Yeah, Nottingham, or Nottingham might be there. Possibly. Okay, so so I'll be my optim optimistically going to say that. We'll be fifth and we'll finish ahead of. Uh, sorry, we'll be sixth and we'll finish ahead of Nottingham, Manchester, Fife, and Dundee. And my more pessimistic seventh, hmm. and we finish ahead of Manchester, Fife, and Dundee. Interesting. I, I just, I just, we'll probably be there or thereabouts in games with Coventry and Guildford. 
but just from what yeah. I've seen and also the past couple of seasons, they've tended to be a wee bit stronger and more consistent than us. Mm-hmm. And because of the late start and you know, possibly the struggles that we've got scoring goals, I think we'll be I think we'll be fine. Our style of play might be quite interesting. Hard to beat. Hard to beat. And whether that'll go down well or not, I I'm not sure. Mm. If we're winning, I think that'll be fine. But it's nice. one thing I'm I'm not gonna really try and comment on our style of play until I see us. Especially when the coach is saying it's not his usual team makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, that's a good point. Okay, so so optimistically six. Pessimistically seven. Okay. And uh, that might but if that involves getting to the playoff finals, then I'd say that's a success. Which is seems well, a bit negative, but that's that's I think oh, maybe where we are. I've got two two bold predictions. First okay. one. Uh Clan will make the playoff final weekend. Um, which is maybe not that bold, but depends where we finish in the league, I guess. Um, well, it is based on our past record, so that's fair. True, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, second one, Shane Starrett. <laughs> <laughs> will be statistically Clan's greatest goalie. Okay. And will finish top three goalies in the league for save percentage. Mm. I really like that because, yeah. I'm that is big. bold. It is bold. It is bold, and I'm glad you can see it because I, I can't. <laughs> I think the the competition he's up against. He won't quite make that, but he won't be the worst. I'll give you that. He will not be the worst for sure. I just think now, now is our time. Mm. Um, there are obviously some some really good, really good goalies in the league, but I think he will be up there. Um. You know, I think maybe look at the likes of CJ Mott. Um, struggling actually to think it, but Adam Morrison might be up there. Shane Owen, best mm. Rowani, but I think he will be in that. He'll be in yeah. that group. Um, the thing is that actually, when you think about it, every team has a really good goalie. Actually, yeah. Apart like from we've, we've kind of but... we've kind of joked about Manchester, yeah. Yeah, but Sheffield, like Barry Brust, hasn't started that well. But yeah. if you actually look at him as a goalie and what he's done, he is, I would say, elite. Guilford yeah. Linskoog has started unbelievably well. Yeah, he's been good. CJ Mott has been really good and has experience. Carruth for Cardiff, I think, has started more of their games. Mm-hmm. Good goalie. Like and played quite well CHL, which is high level. I think I think he'll be good. He he, he won't be the top, but no. I think that's because the league will be a bit more even this time. I don't think Cardiff are going to run away, be runaway leaders this time. I think it's more mm-hmm. even. Nottingham, yeah. Kevin Carr, very good. Belfast, Bess Grawani, Fife, Owen, Dundee, Adam Morrison. So you, literally all of those, I would say, are good goalies. Whereas before, in the past, you've had a couple that you'd maybe say mm, 
could have a shaky night or yeah. you know, we might, might get a few past them. I would say there you've got eight or nine top goalies. So Starrett's got a job in his hands, but you think he's up to it and I like that. Yeah, got to be positive. Yeah. Okay, well, good place, good a place as any to to end it. And I guess, as we said, we'll be back doing a a close to season, if not first game review. Um, but it's been been good going through all that, and let's just see how how things go. Indeed, exciting. Hopefully, we can actually. Yeah, go to a game. I know. Yeah. Everyone's hoping the same. Um. But thanks for people getting in touch and hopefully they enjoyed the episode and we will catch you next time. Speak to you soon.